Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. And now, here's the country doctor with a city education, Dr. Mike. Well, if you're like me, you're getting older, which means your eyes are also getting older. Um, and I'm going to talk about that with my guest, understanding the aging eye process. My guest is Dr. Tom Tuma. He's a really a pioneer in LASIK surgery, using lasers to treat uh, different eye conditions. Um, I even think he was one of the principal investigators, um, you know, for the field of laser laser vision correction back in the uh, early 90s. Dr. Tuma was the first doctor in California to perform LASIK surgery, and he was the first to use many new generation lasers. Dr. Tuma is the founder of Envision Eye Centers, one of the largest providers of LASIK and cataract surgery in the United States. Dr. Tuma, welcome to Healthy Talk. Thank you for inviting me. You know, so this is, a, I, I think, uh, an interesting topic. And the reason I say that, Dr. Tuma, is because I'm noticing some changes with my eyes. So this is, you know, you're almost just really talking to me right now, I think, with a lot of this. Um, let's, let's first, though, help my listeners understand something. How, how do we distinguish between, I don't know, what you might consider normal eye aging and diseases? Or, or maybe another way of asking that, what are some of the red flags that you should recognize that you definitely should go see someone like yourself? Well, uh, the condition that most commonly happens with aging and and uh, typically is presbyopia, which is a condition where we start needing reading glasses. Um, so that's not a red flag. It is uh, a common condition. You know, if you uh, are in your 40s, you start needing reading glasses. Uh, the conditions that are of more concern are uh, things that cause blurred uh, vision and distinguishing whether that is caused by uh, disease or uh, just the need for corrective lenses like glasses and contact lenses. So we typically recommend an annual eye exam to make sure that there are no conditions that are uh, happening other than just the normal aging process and uh, potentially need for reading glasses or glasses to see well at distance and near. But there are conditions like glaucoma, which are silent. In other words, you really don't have any symptoms. You can have excellent vision, but glaucoma is a condition where the pressure inside the eye increases and that damages the nerve in the eye and starts affecting our peripheral vision. But it's not something that we recognize until it's too late. So that's the reason why it's very important to have annual eye exams, other things like high blood pressure, diabetes, and several other conditions, cholesterol, you know, high cholesterol in the body can be uh, easily recognized uh, with an eye exam uh, from an eye exam professional. So let me, let me, so, so thinking back to some of those red flags, you know, uh, obviously, you know, so yearly eye exams are important and but but what about some of the things that we we read about flashing lights um you know blurred vision that comes on pretty quickly i mean these are these are things obviously that I, we want to make sure we get in quickly to see someone like like yourself correct absolutely so light flashes which you mentioned or a significant a sudden increase in floaters which are like small little specks or cobwebs that appear in our line of vision can be innocuous just from changes in the jelly material inside the eye, which we call the vitreous, or can be serious because they can be an indication of a tear in the retina or a detachment in the retina. So those are conditions that should be uh, evaluated immediately uh, by an ophthalmologist uh, to 
determine whether they're serious or nothing to worry about. Um, the um, is other, let me ask you this: is there is there a lot of is there a genetic link to a lot of these common eye disorders that you deal with? Uh, not flashes and floaters. Um, retinal tears and retinal detachments happen much more frequently in people who are nearsighted. And the higher the uh, magnitude of nearsightedness, the uh, more likely someone is to develop a retinal tear or retinal detachment. So it's really important to be evaluated by someone who will dilate the pupil, take a good look at the retina, make sure there are no weak spots that need to be spot-welded, so to speak, with a laser to prevent these conditions from happening. So we can prophylactically treat conditions in the retina to prevent like a, a tear or a detachment. The other uh, that you mentioned, the sudden decrease in vision, that's an emergency that needs to be evaluated within within minutes to, hour, you know, within an hour because right. those are typically related to vascular conditions, uh, typically related to high blood pressure, um, diabetes, and those are conditions that need to be evaluated immediately because some of them so, can have uh, emergency care that right. can restore vision. So as we, as we move through, say, our 20s into our 30s, 30s into our 40s, are there kind of normal changes that you expect in in vision um, as as we as we age? Is or, or is there no norm for for how vision changes with age? No, there are there are definite norms. Uh, so most people by age twenty one, their vision has become stable. In other words, if they do need glasses, their need for uh, glasses does not change, the prescription doesn't change much beyond the age of 21, but better than 95% of the population, uh, their vision is stable by age 21. And then not much really happens until we're in our 40s when we start needing reading glasses, which is very frustrating because most of us feel young, look young, but feel like, uh, you know, age is catching up with us because we're starting to reach for reading glasses or use progressive bifocals. And so that's very frustrating. And then when we get to be in our 60s and 70s, we start developing cataracts. And if we all live long enough, we'll all develop uh, cataracts that need to have cataract surgery. So those are things that are uh, kind of almost inevitable uh, that we all all go through. So that's that's the norm. There are some conditions that are genetic, um, but those are not very common. So, you know, Dr. Tumor, I'm on my show, the, the last couple of segments I always do and ask the Dr. Mike and I receive a lot of email questions and knowing that you were coming on I, I reserved a couple of eye questions that I, I got from my listeners so I might be putting you on the spot a little bit but I think I think you're the perfect you're definitely more equipped for answering these than, than I am so here's here was an interesting question from a listener I've heard that artists use blue colors more as they age because they have something called blue blindness I'm an artist, and I don't want this to happen to me. I rarely use blues in my paintings. Can you help? So what do you think about that? What, what's this blue blindness? Um, I think that has to do a lot with uh, developing changes in the lens of the eye. Um, and so we, we don't perceive some colors, and colors become uh, more subdued and more uh, less vibrant, and so we start using other colors um, that that we can perceive 
better. And so, you know, when you look at some of the paintings of the Impressionists, um, you know, they, they started using some, some colors more and, and their uh, paintings became more and more abstract because they really could not see any detail. Um, so those are changes that happen with aging, but that typically happens in, in 60s, 70s, 80s, not, not in, a, in a young age. So, so if she's if and, and I don't know who I didn't get a name with this one. Um, so if she or he is younger and they don't like using blues, they're gonna they're gonna be okay for a while, I guess. Maybe when they get in their seventies, yeah. they might start using some more blues. Here's another one. This one is from Arlene from Little Rock. Real quick, although most of my friends were well into our seventies, deal with dry eyes. I have the opposite problem. My left eye is always watery. What do you think this is? And you got about thirty seconds. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Tearing is, uh, can be one of two things. It's either reflex tearing because you're not producing enough tears, and there are two types of tears. The one that is lots of fluid is reflex tearing, like, you know, if we peel an onion or, uh, or have any noxious gas that we have reflex tearing. But most people have tearing because the drainage for the tears is not working well, so the tear ducts are plugged, and that's the reason for the tearing. So, they so need check, to be check out those the tear ducts. So she needs to check out the tear. That's awesome, Dr. Tuma. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Dr. Tuma. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.